Uh, is this thing still on? It's been a while. This show's been on hiatus for a couple of months. I told you that Doug and I were going to put something together, the likes of which you had not ever seen before, and I still plan to do that. But it's not going to happen in the immediate future because I've got bigger things on my plate right now. So what I wanted to do was, well, something. And uh, Doug and I started talking, and he said, Hey, um, hey, remember the Deeper Thought podcast you did a couple of years ago? Doug and I decided that we could go through some of those episodes. Over the next several weeks, several months, you're going to get access to what you previously weren't able to. Hopefully, this little provocation will help you sell something that you haven't sold before. And uh, stay tuned for these episodes as they drop week over week. I think you're going to take something away from them. I know you're going to be entertained by them. And uh, I just, I can't wait to talk to you again real soon. My name's Jeff Bajoric, and my career in sales has been a hell of a ride. And I want to bring you along with me. If you prefer to sell things at a premium, if you never want to win a deal on price, rethink the way you sell. Welcome back to the show. My name's Jeff Bajoric. I'm your host, and I'm here to help you rethink the way you sell. How you feeling today? You feeling good? Are you riding high? Are you on a win streak right now? Never mess with a winning streak, especially in sales. If you are riding a winning streak, then make one more call. Make sure that you are using that momentum to your advantage. If you're not on a high right now, if you're in a low, if you're kind of stuck in the doldrums of selling because, you know, they're a selling career, a career in sales is going to have highs and lows, peaks and valleys, things like that. Well, then maybe I can pick you up a little bit today. Maybe the energy, maybe the perspective provided by this episode will give you just enough lift to pull you out of that funk. And if you really need to be pulled out of that funk, go back a week, listen to it if you haven't already, listen to it again if you have. But my conversation with Dewan Brown uh, left me energized. And I just, I think when you start to recognize the bigger picture, when you start to see that there is something more out there for you than just earning a living and nothing wrong with earning a living. There's nothing wrong with punching a clock, making your money, going home, feeding your family, spending quality time, you know, doing the things that you want to do outside of work to make your life fulfilling. Hey, there's not a thing wrong with that, but I'm here to tell you that there's more. I'm here to tell you that you can lead a fulfilling professional life that bleeds over into your personal life. And when you connect yourself to a mission that is greater than just the things you sell and the outcomes you create for your clients, there's a lot of non-monetary fulfillment that goes along with that. And it is brilliant. It is, it's wonderful. The fact that I get paid to do what I do, when it lights me up to see other people lighting up, my biggest problem with my career is that I probably don't charge enough for it, and I do a lot of it for free because it's just what I love to do. It's just how I love impacting people. So I, I think uh, you know, using Dewan's story as a template, looking at the things that he's done throughout his career that have led to him being able to marry his personal fulfillment with his professional career, that's out there if you're looking for it. But it's not out there if you're not able to look for it. So think about what you do. Know yourself. That's what this whole first part of season five has been about. The seven steps to sell like you. Before you know anything, before you do anything, you need to know yourself. So where is your alignment? 
What are the things that light you up? What is your why? What is your bigger purpose? And can you sell something or do something professionally that um, allows you that same fulfillment in a way that allows you to put in your full attention, your full professional resources to put all that stuff behind that effort. That is powerful. So as we close the, the loop a little bit here on this first concept, right? Know yourself. Um, I want to talk about something that is, I want to shift the conversation a little bit from your own alignment to, okay, what is it that you're selling now, right? If you are going to grow a business, you need to have clarity on what your business is and what you do for people. What are the problems that you solve? How do you solve them? And how do you solve them in a differentiated manner? Because if you cannot differentiate, you cannot sell. It's something I mentioned in the five forgotten fundamentals of prospecting, which, wow, five years ago came out. Um, I self-published that. It's on Amazon. You can buy it. Um, there are probably some PDFs out there for free when I was using this as a lead magnet years ago. Um, but uh, check out that work because I think it's still relevant. It's certainly stuff that I've built upon and developed further throughout the years because I don't stand still, certainly over a five-year time period. But uh, the five forgotten fundamentals of prospecting, uh, that was kind of you know fundamental, sorry, <laughs> work for me. But if you cannot differentiate, you cannot sell. So let's think about how you, let's think about the problems you solve. That's important to know. Let's think about the way you solve them. That's important to know too, because what are you selling if you don't know those things? But now we need to take it a step further. We need to think about why what we sell or why how we solve problems is different from most of, not necessarily everybody, but most of your competitors that are out there trying to solve the same problems. I want to dig into this distinction of most of, okay? Because when I say if you cannot differentiate, you cannot sell, you have to differentiate from the market writ large, right? You need to differentiate from the way these problems are usually solved. If you try to find the thing that you and only you do or your company, only your company does, that's different from everybody else, you may be running around in circles on a wild goose chase for way too long. That is going to prevent you from really being able to do this exercise that I'm going to lay out for you. And I don't want you to spin your wheels. But in broad strokes, what is your competitive differentiation? There may be two or three of them. If you're lucky, maybe there's four. If you're really lucky, there might be five. And if you have five now, it won't be five for long because that's the way the competitive markets work. But understand what you bring to the table. And I'm going to tell you in a blanket statement, the number one thing that you bring to the table that nobody else brings is you. That's why... You never sell better than when you sell like you. Because when you realize that you are the differentiator and you bring you to the table the whole time, you know, that's really, really powerful. And that's what we're trying to unlock with this season, right? But what are your competitive advantages? Are you the biggest in the market? That's got some heft to it. That's got some, some leverage to it, some value to it. Okay. Do you have a new and unique technology that no one else has seen before that is proprietary that you brought into the marketplace? That's a competitive differentiator. You know, when I worked in uh, biologics, when I worked in life sciences, uh, in orthopedics, we had a processing method 
You know, we had proprietary technology for processing these implants so that they could be implanted safely. That was a huge differentiator. We had basically sterility assurance to these biologic implants that didn't harm the integrity of the implant. No one else could make that claim. Several years later, other companies started to make that claim by a different means, but they started to make that claim. So our value proposition was eroded at that point. But there was also another wrinkle in the way that we had, you know, addressed that safety level that provided what I thought was a bigger competitive advantage. So we made the conversation about the value of our differentiator. That's what you need to do when we talk about prospecting, when we talk about discovery, we're talking about getting at your prospect's motives for buying. And when you can change the conversation in their mind, when you can change their motive to buy, because you're making their their thought process about something that lends itself to your different your competitive differentiator, now you've got some real strength, you've got some real leverage. One of my mentors taught me early in my career that you lose business the same way you win business. So if your differentiator, your competitive, you know, proprietary differentiator is the way you're going to win business, then you're going to have a hard time losing that business. If their reason to buy lines up with your reason to sell, that's another means of integrity there. You're going to hold on to that business for a long time. But if the only reason they're buying from you is because you were a nickel cheaper per unit, well, then as soon as someone's a nickel cheaper than you, you're going to lose that same business. So let's think some more about the way we sell. Let's think some more about really digging into the buying motives of our prospects. Let's lean some more into how we can align our competitive differentiation with their buying motives. And when we can make that line up, we can not only win more business for the right reasons at the fees and rates that we want, but we are more likely to protect that business and hold on to it for a longer time because there is that integrity between our reasons for selling and their reasons for buying. That is a powerful concept. So I want to direct you to a very simple exercise. This is one that started with the five forgotten fundamentals of prospecting and has been copied and picked up and pasted and put into the Prospect Like a Pro workbook that you can find at jeffbajorek.com forward slash tools. Um, I created this workbook as a companion to the course that is available at rethinkthewayyousell.com. And uh, it all went in conjunction with season three of this podcast called Rethink the Way You Prospect. But very simple PDF. I, I mean, look, you can uh, download the PDF or if you don't want to be on the mailing list, then, well, you could just unsubscribe from the mailing list after you download the PDF. But um, it's a really simple exercise. I've got three questions for you. What makes you different? What makes that valuable? And why does that matter? And, you know, you can see if you're watching YouTube right now, I've got it pulled up. Um, or, I mean, if you didn't want to download the workbook, this is not... Uh, this is not a, a very difficult thing to just sketch out on a piece of paper, right? But uh, basically, underneath each question, I've got three bullet points, and that's for up to three differentiators. And like I said, if you've got four and five differentiators, just download another, print another copy, <laughs> right? Or flip the paper over and write on the back. Um, but really simply, I've got three questions for you. What makes you different? What is your competitive advantage? What is your differentiator? And don't just say we really care about our customers. Everybody says that. 
But when you say that we go to extraordinary lengths, when you actually do more customer interviews than your competitors, when then then that shows that you probably care for your 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 customers better. If you've got a proprietary piece of technology, that is a differentiator. That is something worth exploring here. But what are your three differentiators, your biggest differentiators that few, if anybody else in your space, can make claims to? That's what I want you to write out here. And now for each one of those, I want you to start to write and think about what makes that differentiator a value provider. What about that technology is so valuable? And then ultimately, why does it matter? What's the outcome that can be expected as a result of you providing that value? So what makes you different? What makes you valuable? Why does that matter? That is similar to what is the feature? What is the benefit? What is the outcome? That is similar to an is, does, means exercise that um, a lot of companies will do a lot of, you know, to, with their marketing and with their, their sales teams um, to help them understand their value proposition. But what are we doing here? We're getting clear on what it is that we do and how we help. If you don't have that kind of clarity, then how on earth are you supposed to, to provide it? If you don't know what it is that you do, then how do you know who you do it for? And if you just do this big diffuse, if you provide this big diffuse service for the market at large, you are going to get lost in the conversations no one is going to find you. You can put all the content in the world out there, but if you're just another company that sells widgets, then how are the people who need your widget supposed to find you? And when they find you, how do they know that you're any different from anybody else if you don't talk about it? And what that means is you're essentially saying, well, we sell widgets, but we sell them for the lowest price. Well, now we know that that's not the way you want to win business. You're certainly not going to win at any profit margin there. And you know you're likely to lose it as because of what I just said a couple of minutes ago, you're likely to lose it because someone else will run a sale and they'll buy it. You know, your customers will buy from them because it'll be cheaper, right? The way you win business is also the way you lose it. So how do we dig into this a little bit? I'll give you an example. I'll use myself as an, as an example because, um, yeah, it's my show. <laughs> but, you know, when I think about what makes me different, let's think about it from a prospecting standpoint. I'm different because I don't just come in with a playbook. I don't just come in with prospecting messaging. I come in and I inspire your team to rethink the way they sell so that they can take ownership of their playbook. At the end of the workshop, at the end of the engagement, they're still going to walk out of there with a playbook, but the value of them, the value of your team developing its own playbook and doing the work is because they're going to have a better understanding of it. They're not going to have as many doubts about it. They're going to adopt it more, and they're going to have more belief in that playbook because they believe in why it was created. And ultimately, I'm going to use your team's why. I'm going to do that what is your why exercise with them. I'm going to help them build the emotional momentum to really get behind their differentiators and believe that those differentiators will work. So when I help a team, when I inspire a team to do the hard work up front to make the selling part easier, there is additional belief in that playbook. An additional belief, additional understanding in that playbook, the outcome is that it's going to get used more often. It's going to get used with more verve or, or, or with more fervor, rather. 
It's going to be used with much more energy, enthusiasm, and intensity. And you are going to see salespeople actually doing the work of selling. I think that's a pretty strong value proposition. I think that that is not for everybody. I think that there are some younger or less tenured sales teams who really need to be told what to do first because they need to skip through all that thinking part or, you know, they need to skip through that, uh, you know, part of the assignment. They just need to get some experience underneath them. And I think it works really, really well with experienced salespeople who know what they're doing and need to have a deeper understanding of, um, you know, where they're going and how they provide value. And I'm foreshadowing a little bit because the next section of this season that we're going into is know who your best customers are, right? Know who you should be talking to. But that's kind of my example there, right? And I just talk through it. But what makes me val what makes me different? It makes me different is that I engage your team to do the work instead of doing the work for them. What's the value of that? An increased level of belief in the value propositions and in the plays they're running in their prospecting. What's the outcome? Better plays run more often, which lead to better results. And I'd be remiss if I didn't say that if your team is looking for someone like me to help them with that kind of exercise, then maybe you should send an email to jb at jeffbajoric.com and uh, we should talk about what that might look like. But that is my feature benefit outcome statement. That is my differentiator, my value, and why that value matters. What I'm challenging you to do is download the workbook and do this exercise with your team and think about it and don't run away from it. Because I mentioned this before, do the hard work first to make the selling part easier. That's what Jeffrey Gittimer said in the Little Red Book of Selling. And if you've been avoiding this work, I'm hopeful that what I've told you over the last 16 minutes or so is going to be valuable enough to you to make you think about it differently. When you rethink the way you sell, you can sell better. So that's how I want to wrap this part, this portion of season five, it's how I want to wrap this episode, certainly. Um, if you have questions, send me an email. Um, if you think that someone else needs to hear this, please share it with them. Um, I, I've, I've done, I think, some really good work on this show, and there's a ton more to be done. But um, if you think this will benefit somebody, then share it with them, because that's how this show grows. So thanks for picking me. Thanks for spending your podcast time with me. We are getting into the next phase, the next step of seven steps to sell like you. Next week, we're going to talk about knowing your best customer. And uh, we got to explore that a little bit. And I'm excited to dig into that with you. So thanks again for being here. And I will talk to you again soon. Rethink the Way You Sell is a Pot About It production. It's mixed and edited by Doug Branson, with music by Blue Dot Sessions and Doug Branson. This podcast is masterminded by Jeff Bajoric.